Welcome to the Podcast and Chill Show. I'm your host, Duff No Bear. And I'm Vanessa Valley. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and Chill Show. Give us a like on our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pod and Chill Show. You can stream our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even SoundCloud. Make sure to leave a rate and review. Want to be a part of our Patreon community? Head over to patreon.com forward slash Pod and Chill Show. That's P O D A N D C H I L L. S-H-O-W to become a part of the Pod and Chill Show community where you will receive daily motivational updates, be the first to access all weekly episodes and exclusive content and be one of the first ones to see our very own cartoon Ordinary Antics. Not to mention all Patreons receive a monthly gift a way of saying thank you for being part of our community. Is that everything? Yeah, I think it is. Cool. Starts to drive, step back in the air. Oh, heavy oh. step back and oh kiss myself. Big time plays, big, wow. big time plays. Woo. <laughs> it's the podcast and show show, yo. Uh, we uh-huh. we here, episode 168, I believe. Uh, killer. Um, Duff No Beer. Uh, alongside my homie, Vanessa Valley. I'm still here, Cold man. Host. He's still here. Still here. Still here. Um, the cartoon is being created as we speak right now. Episode three, finally. Episode three. Uh, it looks very well. It gets better every it time. It gets better every single time. The writing is pristine. Um, update. I mean, new content coming on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for that. I'm not going to say what it is. It's just... Just be on the lookout for it. It's coming out. It's coming out. You know, uh, I mean, it, we're open and honest on this podcast. Uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's a lot of different things that come from myself and Duff's hand solely. Yeah. So um, that's why sometimes things do take a little bit longer than others. Mm-hmm. But we are expanding our team. Uh, it's just you, you don't want to bring people on just to have them fall off. Yeah. You want someone that's going to remain consistent and have the same goals as you. Exactly. That's what it's all about, so we can stick together. And consistency is a hard thing to do, especially in a, in a realm like this Yeah. for podcasting, because it's, some podcasters don't even get past episode 40. Mm. You know, we're on episode 168. If you could say anything to somebody that's starting a brand new podcast, what are some tips that you can give? That's a good question. I could give a few. So go ahead if you want to start. You, well, I mean, I'll, go ahead. Yeah. I'll I'll do one and you can go. You can go ahead. So basically, uh, I started the podcast. I would say first make a game plan. Yep. Uh, and then have the right amount of money. If you don't have that money, save up all you can. Look up the equipment on YouTube that best suits you. And that's that's all I have. I mean, to piggyback off what he said, he said make a game plan. You have to make a game plan, and you have to create a pivot option. Yeah. Because this podcast has been rebranded. Mm-hmm. We don't, when I first came on, we were talking about things that were totally different. Yeah. You know, not saying that what we were doing was wrong, but at the time, we thought that that's what was going to, you know, garnish the most success. Mm-hmm. Just just going with the times. Most things change with time mm-hmm. to create longevity. Come to find out, you know, what we ended up doing stuck longer. Yes. You know, in terms of having things that sh- once you were left that week the mm-hmm. stuff you talk about in that week no longer matters 
Exactly. So it won't we we transition from a weekly based podcast to a topic based podcast mm-hmm. to create some longevity for ourselves and to have shelf life for the future. Exactly. So you can go back and be like, oh, you know, this is because you read magazines once they come out, but you can always go back to reading the book. Damn. We're going to have to clip that. <laughs> We're going to have to clip that. Gotcha. That's a, that's a clip. Yeah. Yeah. That's a clip right there. You know. That's true. Damn. It's an issue. You're going to read that issue one time. You're you never going to go back to 1975 and read a magazine. And read Ebony from 1997. But you're going to read The Art of War again. You can read it multiple times. You're going to read Four Day Laws of Power. Yeah. Again. You know, you're going to read, you know, The Art of Man or The Odyssey or The Allegory of the Cave, which is, in my opinion, the, the most creative pieces of text ever created mm-hmm. you know again but that that's just on that but to piggyback off the pivot option the other thing yeah. i would have to say is which i battle with a lot as a creator um is not everybody's gonna like what you do yeah not everybody's gonna like what you do you know if you think something is a great ass idea it may be just you that thinks so yeah at least in your immediate audience. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people our age, and this is this is important to even touch on, a lot of people our age don't listen to our podcast. Yeah. The age range is roughly around 18 to 35. Mainly, I think, women. Mainly, we are, our podcast has a 54% woman listener ratio. Yeah, and the women that listen range from around twenty seven to thirty five. That's not our age range. Mm-hmm. That's not saying that we don't try to appeal to everyone, but if you're marketing to something that's not in your demographic, trying to reach that's not in your demographic, you may miss the mark sometimes. Yeah, that's all it is, you mm-hmm. know. And understanding that takes skill. And it takes understanding your product. Yeah. Like, for example, we used to talk about a lot about hip-hop. You know, we still insert hip-hop into some topics. We're not anti-hip-hop on this podcast. No, we love hip-hop. We love hip-hop. Hip-hop was the birth of culture. Yeah. But if we discuss hip-hop, we, we try to break down, I believe, I would say the science in it. Yeah. To get a better grasp. Like, we're not rating albums on here. Yeah, we're not rating no more. Yeah. If you want us to hear us rate albums, you can check our Patreon. We'll do that. On the Patreon, you know, we'll give rappers overalls. We'll give like album reviews on the Patreon. We're not doing that on the podcast anymore because once you heard that, you're it's gonna go in one ear and out the other. Yeah, doesn't matter anymore, you know. Or the the latest the latest thing that trended on social media, it's only cool for that time. We talked about Shikari Richardson because not because it was trending, but because it was an ample opportunity to discuss a problem. Yes. That's been happening. Yeah. Not She's, just for this week. It's been happening, and it's a problem that's prolonged. And if you want to go back to episode 167, you'll see that we made a great correlation, not only between Shakari Richardson, but we, we correlated the Olympics, basketball, and football. And what we also did was correlate, you know, state regulations with world mandates and world law. Yes. So it wasn't really about, okay, this will happen. It just so happened that that was ample mm-hmm. time to bring it up. We used her as an example mm-hmm. rather than making her the entire topic. 100%. And, you know, not every podcast is supposed to be like that. There's yeah. there's podcasts out there that's ha-ha funny. Yeah. There's podcasts out there that talk about sex. 
you know, frequently. But my thing is, if what you're doing gets you a greater audience and you feel like you're doing something successful at it, tip number three, go for it. Yeah. Remain consistent. Remain consistent. That's the biggest one. When I started this, it was a a group of handheld people that reached out to me about podcasts and then they asked me a few tips and I just said, you know, remain consistent. They fell off due to lack of consistency of uh consistency consistency and creativity so just find your niche and stay in your bubble until you can expand Mm -hmm. until you feel comfortable enough to expand that's that's another good point so the next question with somebody that may be listening to this is well when do you know when to expand yeah you know well we're we're on that move right now we're on that wave we're trying to make that move so what do we do as people who we're really technically new podcasters yeah not even having 200 episodes that's a new podcast Mm -hmm. you know like take someone that's grossly famous joe rogan he's almost at episode 2700 yeah granted he's the most known podcaster to to most there's a few people that don't even actually know who he is and that's the good right fame that's the good amount of fame right there yes that's that's the fame i wish to achieve one day like jeff bezos he's one of those guys he he has a lot of notoriety but if he walks in the room nobody knows who he is it's like rick harrison yeah a lot of people know who rick harrison is Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people who think he's like kurt angle's dad yeah because it's like who cares you know so understand that and you know building a team is definitely the most important thing with anything business uh podcasting uh, music whatever like education which we'll get into later you have to build a team because if you don't have a team you're going to be very tired if podcasting isn't your only job now you have to edit market record you know rebrand stay creative stay consistent and stay like re-evolving that's going to weigh on you mentally. Yeah. It is, but, you know. Yeah, having a strong foundation is very important mm-hmm. to any type of business venture that you lead into. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can do everything alone. You can't. It's almost impossible. You just need to found a solid foundation. Just like my favorite uh, quote is, it takes a village. Because it does take a village. And the caveat to that is that sometimes in your village, you may even have a few village idiots. Yeah. You know, but you got to figure out, you know, who will write the ship with you. And mm-hmm. that's not a lot of people. Sometimes your team may only be four people. Yeah. Better than one. You know, that's eight more eyes, you know, multiple sets of hands that can stir the pot and guide you to where you want to be on the end goal. You know, some people may also ask, uh, "What what is this podcast going to look like in thirty episodes?" We don't Who know. Knows? We don't know. Maybe Duffno Beer learns how to speak Russian. Yeah. And now this podcast is fully in Russian. <laughs> Who knows? It's all about evolution. Everything has to evolve, mm-hmm. or you'll be stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. Everything. One hundred percent, and I agree with it. So, man, technology, animals. Everything has to evolve to the next thing and adapt. Can you survive it? Prime example, there's no there's no short neck giraffes anymore. Why? Well, every other animal was eating the grass at the sh- at the level of the short neck giraffe. Exactly. Now we only have long neck giraffes. You just have to adapt to what's what's in. Evolution. Evolution. 
Evolution, natural evolution, and artificial evolution as are real things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things get thrown in your way that's created. COVID. COVID wasn't natural. We had to figure out how to podcast during the pandemic. We haven't had a lot of guests during the pandemic. That is a true fact. We had around maybe one to two guests during the pandemic. Yeah. That's just true and correct, man. Like, it, you have to pivot. You know, what happens when you run out of topics? Well, if you run out of topics, that means, well, maybe you should change up your, you know, change up your mantra a bit. Why are you keep digging yourself so far into a hole? Yeah. It's a lot of things that go into podcasts and a lot of people, you know, don't choose to look into. And that's why they fall short. Mm-hmm. That's truly why they fall short. No shade to anyone. You can always start a podcast up again. But fans and listeners love consistency. If your audience is only 100 to 150 people, figure out that demographic and see how you can grow that to 300 people. Mm -hmm. You know, I always hang my hat on this. Our podcast over the past three years has been heard in almost 17 different countries. And that's after being evolving constantly. That's after, you know, taking breaks. That's after going on a whole, what, month hiatus of the podcast. You know, that's after, you know, losing a co-host. It's just... It's what it is, and you have to be real with yourself. You have to buy in. You have to be around people that buy in, and you have to be ready to rebrand yourself. And that's really – those are all the tips we have about being consistent. So unless you had something else. No, that's perfect. Yeah, you know. So uh, a couple things. As you know, since we are a Philadelphia product, we are the People's Podcast. We had to bring the People's Championship, you know. Got to. Got to. You know, um, Wrestling has been a has been a culture, you know, for us definitely. Yeah, since we were kids, you know, I always tell the story how I got in trouble. We both got in trouble because I got Batista bomb through his bed. Yeah, that's probably gonna sound weird when you run it back, but uh, <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, you know, back in the day, so it's like. These type of things, people laugh, you know, when I when I talk about wrestling, how big of a wrestling nerd I am. But, you know, our generation doesn't really have this type of stuff anymore that they have to grow up on. Mm-hmm. And it's like wrestling was more than a TV show. It was definitely a culture. Yes, it still is. It is it. When you talk, people reminisce to wrestling to this day about their greatest moments with yes. Vince McMahon. Yes. To this day. Yes, of mankind getting thrown off a 15-foot cell. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you wasn't you wasn't cool enough if you didn't walk through high school scared to get kicked in your face by somebody trying to be Shawn Michaels. Because <laughs> it's happened, it's happened. You getting RKO'd in the pools, mm-hmm. like you oh, know, yeah, RKO'd in the pools is a major one. Yeah, everybody used to do wrestling moves in the pool. That's where you can show off the most. Yeah, you can hit people with the attitude adjustment, the choke mm-hmm. slam, tombstone them in the pool. You know, but. A lot of people don't have what we had growing up due to, you know, the United States and other places' censorships. Yeah. Wrestling got highly censored. The reason why I got highly censored is because Vince McMahon saw money in children. He saw it being a dollar sign. So he created a PG product, and because of that, like, a lot of people lost interest. A lot of people, because the wrestling fans, it used to be, like, 18 and up. Yeah. The content was made for, like, 18 and up if you don't believe me look at the edge scene with Lita and also look up Katie Vick and then try to prove me wrong if you don't know what Katie Vick is there was a lot of things that got away in wrestling even the Booker T and Ric Flair 
Too many things. Do yeah. you remember Randy Orton? Which one? Uh, I forgot. I forgot the scene when he was kicking people in the head. No, no, him and a the woman. They were in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember. That I remember. That. He I shut the door. I remember that. that I remember crazy. that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. There's so many. Th- oh my God. There's so many things. Like when Kurt Angle was trying to, uh, trying, <laughs> trying to, uh, you know, come at a uh, Booker T's wife, and mm-hmm. you had JBL trying to be Border Patrol. Like you can't bring Vince, that stuff back. Vince McMahon saying nigga to Booker T. Vince McMahon did. He, <laughs> Vince McMahon said the N word on live television, yeah. and nobody said anything to him about he said, it. What's up? My nigga, <laughs> that's exactly how it was too. And then they, they and then the, the, to add insult to injury, they they panned the camera on Booker T. Yeah, so did he just say that? <laughs> yeah, bro. Like you, you. Wow, rest, it got away with so much, you know. But some people will say it's for the better because a lot of people were getting hurt because their kids were getting wrestling moves done on them. But you know. That's what anything. That's what anything, man. You got Brock Lesnar uh, choking the guy with the shirt, throwing the, the uh, handicap, throwing guy. the wheelchair guy yeah. down the stre- down the steps. That was crazy. That was wild. Yeah, it was. Colin Delaney. Yeah, was getting punched on. Remember Colin Delaney? Mm-hmm. So he had a nice. Colin Delaney had a beautiful story. You know, he was an amputee. He was a wrestler, and somehow WWE thought it would be good to just have him get put through tables. Yeah. And thrown off of stuff. He had the leg, right? Yeah, Colin Lane didn't have a leg. He had the um He had like a prosthetic yeah, leg. Yeah, prosthetic leg, yeah. yeah and they tried to beat him with the leg. Colin Delaney came to your high school? Yeah, he came to my high school. He fought the big show, right? He fought the big show, yeah. yeah. He came to my high school and he did a speech about how you can achieve everything. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. You know? A lot of drugs, a lot of addiction in wrestling. We lost a lot of great wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. huge one. Huge one, man. Eddie Guerrero. You wasn't even Hispanic, and you was out there singing La Cheat and Steal. Yeah. Huge one. Uh, Chris Benoit, also. Tragic. Tra- tragic. Sad story. It's tragic. It's tragic. And it goes to show, you know, wrestling didn't take care of his wrestlers the way it oh, should have. No. no. It shouldn't. There were certain moves that should not be done, even though they may be entertaining. They shouldn't have been done. There are certain medical protocols that now they do yeah. that weren't done in 2005. Things that Jeff Hardy could do should not have been legal. Should not have been legal. The things that he used to jump off of to the uh, mat. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing braids, by the way. Yes. With beads. Yes. Braids with beads. He is a high flyer. Bro, this man jumps off of 30-foot ladders and falls on nothing and hits falls the ground. Falls on nothing. Hits and gets up. Yeah. Like I said, there will never be another, you know, wrestling era that we have seen. And I know that was said the generation previous with Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and all them, The Undertaker. But I'm trying to tell you, after The Undertaker finally left wrestling, there will never be another era that we witnessed growing up in wrestling that good. Yeah, I mean, everything is sensitive these days. Yeah. Uh, Do you believe that was for the good or it was like... Damned if you do over censorship. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, no. Personally, no, because here's my thing: we censor things to for what to protect people. To protect, yeah, I mean, I, I'm. They probably realized that most majority of the viewers were children, and they're replicating the uh, wrestling move. So 
Let's make it more. But if you don't watch it, you're gonna find it somewhere else. You're, yeah, you are. And that's just me. You that's, find it that's not me with the political response. This is me being honest with mm-hmm. you. You know, if I want to watch somebody hit somebody over the over the head with a chair, I'm just gonna go on YouTube. There's seven year olds that have iPhone 11s. Mm-hmm. Without any type of parental guidance or anything like that. So if you don't find it somewhere here. You're going to find it somewhere else. Every time. And twice on Sunday. <laughs> so, like, you censor something that's so great. But here's the thing. They didn't. I personally think they didn't censor it be, because of that. Well, it, it probably was because of that. Because they wanted to market it to the kids. Yeah. Because that's what. Because grown folks, they was coming, but they wasn't paying the same way. They the found were. out that mommy, mommy, that's mommy. What, yeah, you know how business is. Capitalism. They attack the kids. Mm-hmm. Yo, let's put it in front of the kids' face so they can force their parents to buy it for them. Let's make that's it colorful. Yeah. Let's make it colorful. Let's make it cute. Let's make it. You know, you can't curse. You can't show blood because parents don't like that. You know, and the parents are the ones that's paying. All right, man. I feel like it's the same fascination with uh, Grand Theft Auto. When you're a kid, it back then it wasn't it wasn't a lot of adults playing Grand Theft Auto. It was predominantly kids and teens. Yeah, until moms got until moms got involved into it. They got involved and they tried they, they and now tried you to need shut a it parent down. with you to go get Grand Theft Auto. But I'm glad that Rockstar Games stood on their shit and they were like, "No, nah, we're gonna remain consistent." But because of that, they're banned. Rockstar Games and Grand Theft Auto are banned in certain countries. That's fine. Family Guy is. Family Guy is also banned yeah. in certain countries. You know, so it 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 just goes it just goes off of you know what are you willing to sacrifice to 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 keep your message? You know, companies like Rockstar, like they've always had a message of making very violent, gruesome games. So why would they sell out? You know, when they have so much capital, You're making more money. Yeah. You know, WWE is is a huge company. It's the A list of all wrestling. Yeah. But, you know, they need to keep their lights on. Mm-hmm. So they understood what made them the most money, and still to this day, people still obviously want to aspire to be in the WWE. You don't want to always be in, you know, TNA yeah. and New Japan Pro Wrestling and all the other great shows, but. You're not gonna be in front of everybody. Yeah, you gotta you really be. be a fan mm-hmm. to go find these people, you know. But to do a quick plug, um, there's a new show that's made by Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. That's on TNT. It's called AEW All Elite Wrestling. They are coming up. They is so they said that the new show. There's a show in Chicago. They will feature CM Punk. He will now be official wrestler CM Punk. For people my age, they know who CM Punk is. And probably even younger. Honestly, CM Punk, very polarizing figure in WWE. Said they'd never go back to WWE. But they said AEW signed him. Hmm. Which is a big stick it to, uh, you know, WWE. WWE yeah. Huge stick it. And they also signed Daniel Bryan, which is also another huge, huge stick it. So, I mean, things are coming up, man. Competition is best for everybody. Everybody it's loves all, healthy competition. You need, you need competition. You can't be at the top every single time. Can't be. Even a little friendly competition is going to expand your uh, what you're doing, your creativity every time. That's why even you can compare it to hip-hop in a way. Because when it's two beefs in the rivalry... That's the best music they ever produced. That's true. When it comes from a beef. That's true. We hate to see the violence between it, 
but the music they produced from that beef, astronomical. Some of the best tracks ever. That's true. And it's sad to say, but competition brings the best out of people because humans are naturally competitive. Make sure you hit them with the prenup. Man, yeah. tell that boy to ease up. Yeah. Now, anyway, I definitely agree with that statement because mm-hmm. we've seen so many rap beefs in our gener- in our lifetime, let alone the ones before us, create songs that some people are mainly known for. Yes. Ether. You know, just to name just to name one, but there's also multi diss tracks. You know, it, it boosted Fifty Cent's career. It boosted, you know. Definitely, I would say it boosted, you know, Meek Mill's career mm-hmm. in terms of that. Uh, it, it it was a lot of rappers that got Jay-Z, Nas. Yeah. It's always better for both parties. You can look at it. Competition and capitalism is the best. Mm-hmm. Xbox, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Every year they compete for who's going to buy the best console. So they give us the greatest features, features on the uh, console ever. Why? Because it's competitive. You want to be better than your competition every single time. But that's such a running joke for me, simply because, and the reason why I say it's such a running joke is because Xbox and PlayStation, right? Mm -hmm. There's a couple things that are different. There's a couple things that are different. But regardless of whatever you're doing, you're still consuming. You're just consuming a different product. Exactly. Right? So it's like... Regardless of what we choose, we're still consuming some sort of product. Product, and now because most games are crossplay, it doesn't even really matter what system you have anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Fortnite changed the game on that. There were a lot of games that were trying to create that open world, mm-hmm. but I would sit here and say that Fortnite is one of the first games that really took that crossplay open world to a and pushed it ahead. Yeah, and pushed it ahead. You know, um. But yeah, so that's why I never really trip over what system I get because most of the games that I play are all crossplay. Because you have PC players now that are more, you know, definitely a lot of games are more catered to having them be involved with console players, which is now a big thing. So it doesn't even matter who you who you root for anymore because regardless, you're still going to consume and you're still going to be connected. Yeah, you know. So that's what I that's what I think. Do you think you'll buy a PS5 at all anytime soon? No, probably not. I'm more, uh, I'll probably get a PC from here on out and remain PlayStation 4. So my next buy is probably a PC, a gaming PC. You going to start PC gaming? Uh, Yeah, because it's, it's endless amounts of things that you can upgrade on your PC. You can always strive for better parts. Yeah. So. Get a real nice PC. Yeah. You know, you don't have to worry. The, obviously, the basic things, the frames per second, are always 10 times better. Mm-hmm. If you're going up against somebody that doesn't have a PC, you're always faster than them. Yep. Whether it be a millisecond or a tenth of a second, you're still faster. Mm-hmm. You know, graphics are always going to be better, especially if you make your own PC. Yeah. It's going to be better. So, th- there's a lot of things that go into it. And it's not always, people think, you know, having a, a PC. You know, system for gaming is very expensive. It can be expensive, yeah. but most times you can build it yourself yeah. or get someone to build it, and the parts are cheaper, so you cut out, like, huge manufacturing costs. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. But um, that's that's that, though. What happened? Yeah, I, I definitely... I don't see myself buying a PS5 because everybody I play with on my PS4 has a PS5, and they're playing the same games I'm playing. <laughs> 
Literally. The consumer magic, man. You want it because it's new, but it doesn't do shit. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. Same as the iPhone. Yeah. Every single year. A little uh, step into my personal life. I got into a car accident and I wasn't driving, right? So my car now has around $3,500 worth of damage. Mm -hmm. So I've been driving around in a rental for like the past three weeks. Mind you, my car is a 2015. I'm driving around in a 2021, right? I hate this car. I solely hate this car because it's brand new and it makes a lot of noises. Yeah. Everything you do, it has a noise for it. There's a lot of safety features that's implemented inside the vehicle's these days for a reason and it creates anxiety when i'm driving like yeah. i'm a hundred feet away from a car and i'm slowing down and my front sensor is going mm-hmm. and i'm just like bro i'm nowhere near this car why is my car and every time i try to back up my car stops itself mm-hmm. and i'm and i'm backing up it jerks me and i'm yeah. like oh my god i hate i hate this car and it's it, it gets to show me it gets it, it goes to show that I don't feel like I'm the type of guy that wants a brand new car anymore. Mm-hmm. I was looking at cars. I was like, you know, I'll buy a new car. I could trade this and get a new car. I don't want a new car anymore because they're not, number one, they're just, it's all the same thing now. It drives itself these days. I've gotten to that age where it's like, I don't really want what's brand new anymore. Mm-hmm. I just want something that's efficient. Reliable. And that new car is not reliable. Mm. It's not. You know, I, ugh, it's so annoying. And the steering wheel is an odd shape. It's like a bent tire. Yeah. It like it, it's flat at the bottom. I'm like, this this car is not for me. I don't like it. It doesn't have other seats either, but that's all. That's all. But we got a really good topic. You know, that was just some um some some you know beginning stuff. There's something we really wanted to touch on today, y'all. Uh. This topic was given to me by someone that I know, and they were very adamant about, you know, us talking about it. So we decided to go ahead and go into it. So the topic is about education. Mm-hmm. Right. But not really more so college education, because yeah. we've touched, we've talked about college time and time again. Yeah. We wanted to get a little bit more in depth here, and we wanted to talk about earlyhood education. Mm-hmm. Okay. To explain what the, one of the questions were, okay, it was, why is it that good grades are an indication of good behavior, not including the collegiate level of education? Some kids try their best, but still can't meet the mark. Mm-hmm. That's the first part of the question. The second part of the question is, parents want to see good grades in order for them to allow you to do something that you want to do. Yeah. For example, like say you want to go to the movies, but you can't because you failed a test. Mm-hmm. So the question is, that's three questions, but for the let's go back to the first one. It says, why is good grades an indication of good behavior? Some kids try their best, but they miss the mark. Why do you think that... Uh, start off with you. Start off with me? Yeah, why do you believe that? All right. I feel like it's lazy parenting. Okay. I'll say that. I feel like it's lazy parenting. It's very lazy parenting. And everybody loves saying, oh, you don't have kids. Parenting doesn't come with a book. That's something we could judge our kids off of, blah, 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 blah. Number one, you messed up because you shouldn't be judging your kids. Yeah. 
you shouldn't be. So why do I say lazy parenting? Oh, I work two jobs to provide for my kid. I do that, da, 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 da. They should not be acting up in school. How you know you acting up in school? You know, that's not that's not the case here. Like I work so hard, you know, my to give my kids a chance to, you know, go to school, this, that, 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 that. You know, that's fine and well, but what if your kid has a learning disability and you don't know it? Yeah. If we're talking about early childhood education here, one thing kids lack, majority of kids, is communication. They don't understand how to communicate to an adult that's been there for 20, 30 years because they're probably not even 12, 13 yet. Mm -hmm. Okay? But the grade says your kid is failing. Why is your kid failing? Where is your kid's attention? You know, is your kid being bullied in school? Right? Those play a factor. Kids that get bullied tend to sometimes do worse. You know, anxiety is a real thing. Is your, does your kid understand that, you know, taking tests, he or she may have anxiety? So it's not always about the grades that you get. Why is the kid getting a grade? You know, it's like this, right? Say, say an adult gets incarcerated. Mm-hmm. We know that the person is in jail. Yeah. But why is he in jail? Yeah. To go deeper into that, what led him to those actions that got him in jail? Mm -hmm. To go deeper into that, what was the education that was given to this man that led him to these actions that got him in jail? Mm -hmm. You can keep dialing it back until probably third grade. Yeah. Was his parents there? Yes, no. Did he have money? What was his socioeconomic status? Low income, high income. How was he in school? Bad grades. Why did he have bad grades? Couldn't focus due to his home life, due to not having money, due to this, due to that, due to that. You can keep unpacking this, but parents are so ready to write off kids, say, oh, you need A's and B's. What if your kid isn't an A to B student? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we all learn differently. So, uh, so it could be the household, but also you have those kids that are geniuses that get A and B's that come from horrible households and bad parenting. So you got to take that to accountability. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. So I feel like it all depends on the school system and how they're teaching. Cause you know, we all learn different and I feel like that's the problem with the school district. Uh, they all teach this one way. Some kids learn visually, some kids learn hands on. So you got to find the, the the middle ground of how they can learn better. Because it's like, I'm teaching, 99% of high school is teaching visually. But some kids can't learn that way. I wasn't a visual learner. I get bored fast. I was young, short attention span. That's only an excuse when you're young, short attention span. I had a short attention span. I didn't want to do what was on the board. Why? Because we're not being hands-on and I can't learn professionally in the way I wanted to learn. So I feel like, yes, a parent does take part of it, but you do have great parents that have horrible children. That's also true. So great parents, I don't know. They do have horrible children. I, don't I agree. Know where it comes from. It can come from the influences with, within that school or outside the or school. Or outside the school. Okay. That the parent that's not aware of it. So that's how I feel about the situation. I don't I don't usually 
I don't blame the parents entirely. They do have a major influence because you do learn majority of your life and social skills from parents and school. Those are the two main places you learn social skills, school and parenting. And if you're outside when you're super young, then outside. But that's not that many you know, kids. I disagree with you on this point when, you know, because as parents, right, and I'm not a parent. And I'm going to set forth and say that. So there's there's responsibilities in that field that I do not yet have. Yeah. Right? And that's just me being honest. But our, as parents, right, you can't just leave it up to the educator. You can't. And, and that's but, what I feel like a lot of but, parents do. Yeah, they do. Because just like I told you, majority of your social skills and learning comes from school and home. Right. And then just like if you have a low social economic status, you are going to be at work majority of the time. That's not an excuse. That's the reality of the situation that you've been handed. But you can't you can't just depend on the classroom, not only to teach your kid, but also gain them personal skills. That's impossible. Yeah, we want too much from our education system and we're not paying. Right. And it goes into this. We're not paying our educators enough to be educators and parents. Yeah. We're not. So my whole thing is, it's like you see what you get. If you're spending $2,400 on a car, you're not going to get a good car. You're going to get something that breaks down every month. Ergo, our educational system, our public educational system. Right? So we really have to understand here, it's a catch-22. The kids don't want to learn because teachers don't want to teach well enough, and the parents aren't home to help the kids at home, so now the teacher has to do two jobs. We have to see that. But you are right on the point where some kids, some parents have just have horrible kids. Yeah. But they didn't start off like that. I'm not going to just take it, let you get the easy way out on that. I'm not going to let you get the easy way out on that because there was at some point something changed or something flipped in that kid's mind because no kid is born horrible. No. Something every changes, is, something flipped. Every kid is born with a blank canvas. They are. And, and everything around them paints the picture. And what you also said was also true. Some kids from a low, most, a lot of kids from a low socioeconomic status, you know, become geniuses. Yeah. But those are the children that sometimes have that outside influence. That's not the parents. Or they realize earlier than others that, yo, I have to go get it. Yeah. Not every child is blessed enough to think that far ahead. Exactly. But that's not the kid's fault. It's not, but it's a difference between bosses and workers. The shit, I'm telling you, it's instilled in you. It's either you got it or you don't. But as a kid, you can learn to get it, and that's my point. Not everybody is built for it. You can, but not everybody is built for our educational system. And that's where a lot of things miss the mark. goes on to what we were talking about about grades. Our educational system isn't built to learn. No. What it's do I mean by pass. that? It's it, built for you to pass the test that, and you become another number, another statistic. That's all the educational system is. It's numbers. But some people will say, hey, you guys are wrong because there's people there that are doctors, lawyers, you know, uh, scientists. Well, they had to take a test. In order to take that test, they had to pass the test in in uh, grade school. Then they had to take the entrance test to get into high school. And then they had to take other tests to prove that they were able to memorize information to get into college. And then they had to take another test that has nothing to do with anything they learned in school Mm -hmm. to see if they can get into the school that they took the test for. So the key thing here is in our educational system is 
can you memorize a certain amount of information to pass a test? That's all it is. Now, some people made the caveat to that is some people may say life is a test. Yeah. That's really wishful thinking. Because life is a test, but you don't pass it by studying. You pass it by doing. Mm-hmm. You don't pass the test by studying. In life. Yeah. For anywhere. Okay. That's why I do better visual learning. Just like you said, uh, education base is based on what you can memorize to pass the test. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. Uh, test you on how can you utilize what you learn and I feel like that's how education should be because that's how like you can that. obtain the information the best by utilizing it and that's why you say like people doctors and lawyers I mean when you go to law school you have to show them what you know when you uh, pass the bar exam you have to show them what you know with a test with a test but that test is not from how you remember. It's what you can do. How but in order to it? get into that school, yeah. you had to take a test. Yeah, but to exceed you have to and be successful, you have to memorize and how to utilize it. One hundred percent. But that is you, you the average age for law school is around twenty six. Yeah. So for the other years of my life, I have been trained by my school system Exactly. To regurgitate information on paper to prove that I know it. Yeah. How does that learning? Learning is if I could sit myself in front of Duff and we have a conversation about a topic and me and him each take away something. That's learning. That's not what if Duff isn't a visual learner and I'm sitting in front of a whiteboard explaining to him the Pythagorean theorem. He's going to be looking like, yo, what? What is squared? What is why do I care about this? Yeah, it has nothing to do. I don't I can't retain that. Mm hmm. I can't retain that. And that's a lot of people. Like, for example, like when there, there was something called the No Child Left Behind program. That program still there. literally just passes kids on. Yeah, It passes them on. Some public high schools, senior year, you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. You don't do anything. And my thing is, we really have to look at this educational system because we make so much money. Not us as the as the students. Corporations that give these books, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, McGraw-Hill, all these corporations, you know, college like the NCAA, they make so much money off the backs of students. Yeah. But we're failing our kids. We're failing our kids. You know, like, for example, say if you weren't a good reader aloud. Mm -hmm. Now, watch how this plays in because I know there's people out there that has been a part of this or know somebody like this. This is how cruel kids are. If they know that you're a bad reader. Oh, they pick on you. Popcorn reading. Yep. Popcorn reading. Mm-hmm. And now that kid who's in that classroom by himself. Insecure now. He's insecure about reading. So what does he do subconsciously? He'll probably never read on his own again. Mm-hmm. Because he knows he, he knows that right now he's he's a poor reader aloud. So people, kids keep, I'm going to pick him. Yep. I'm going to pick him. Just laugh at him. Just to laugh at him. Everybody's done it. Everybody's witnessed it. Yeah. Everybody's seen it. And for those who fall victim to that, what do you think that that carries on? Yeah, depending on the type of person you are. More than it enough. It can build you. It can either make you or break break you. That's that's how I feel like high school is. Yeah. You got to have that type of mental capacity. It's, high school is meant to make you or break you. See what type of person you are. Bro, I know some people that'll come up to me and be like, "Yo, I'm stupid." 
I've heard it, and it's like, why would you call yourself stupid, bro? I, bro, I, I joked around it. I'm stupid, bro. <laughs> I'm like, bro, why would you call yourself stupid? There's no reason that you should do that. Like our school system has failed so many people, and I'll I'll read you this right. So here's a um, I found this quote from uh, StatePress.com, and you know, just because this is the quote, this is not myself. Just because someone gets an A in a class, or you know, and are in honors college, it doesn't define intelligence. Similarly, someone who gets a D in a class is not necessarily unintelligent, as there are other factors to play into grades. Right? Let's take Bill Gates for example. A very wealthy and successful man who dropped out of Harvard University two years into his degree and later became the co-founder of Microsoft. He is intelligent, yet he does not have a college degree when he started his company. So, a student with a mastery-oriented motivation approaches a class with curiosity and interest in the subject, whereas a student with a performance-oriented motivation does so solely from a grade standpoint. Okay. The counter to that is that a performance-oriented motivation where you are much more concerned about your grades. Yes. You don't really care too much about the material of the class. I agree. 100%. We are teaching our kids just to pass the test. Mm-hmm. How long are we going to teach our kids just to pass the test? Because in life, the tests aren't on paper. Yeah. You get put in front of machines and and you know, you're put inside of different science projects and all these different type of things. You're dealing with people's finances and money. There's no test. There's no right or wrong. It's either you did it or you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. There are people that have jobs right now that are completely one hundred percent unqualified to have them. Yes. But they have all of the degrees. Because what they did, they passed the test. None it looks stupid. Like I said, it's how you utilize the knowledge that you were given. You can you can study how to be a doctor all you want. You go in there, and you kill somebody. What was all that for? You a doctor? You You're just killed somebody? Yeah, it's on your hand. The blood is on your hands, doctor, officer. Mm-hmm. And like, think about it. And going back to the second point of the question, we're not going to get too far off tangent here. Like, for example, you want to go to the movies as a kid, but you can't because you didn't pass a test and now you're on punishment. Yeah. Why are we punishing our kids for bad grades? That's where I got lazy parenting from. Because if my kid came to me with a bad grade, I'm not going to punish him. And some households back in the day, you would get physically corrected for having bad grades. I mean... A lot of different cultures still physically hurt you for bad grades. For bad grades. They disown you. Yes. I know a guy. I'm not going to say his name. He's a cool guy. He comes. He's uh, he's Indian. And uh, he went to a very prominent school, Ivy League. And he fell one semester. And his parents disowned him. So he had to stay here in Philadelphia. And he moved here. And he goes to now community college. It's crazy. Because he got disowned by his family. Because of bad grades. Because of bad grades, that's all. Literally, he didn't do nothing wrong in life. Head on a swivel, right path, just had bad grades. I know somebody that wasn't accepted into a family because they didn't graduate college. Mm-hmm. What does college have to do with my with my human nature? Mm-hmm. Where's the correlation? There are people out there that have three college degrees, that are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, that work 
as a waiter yeah and a waitress not saying there's anything wrong with working in the food service industry but if you have three master's degrees and you're working in the food service industry unless you're running that business you you may need to reevaluate some things yeah. you know so i don't understand where this i personally feel like this correlation came from the generation before us that didn't get to that qualification yeah and now that they they want to live through us so heavily yeah there are people that hate their lives and hate their jobs and hate the career path they're in but they were forced because of their parents it's life i know somebody that literally went through all medical school Got her, you know, qualifications, everything, passed those exams. And she's like, yo, I hate being a doctor. Yeah. It sucks. But my dad wanted me to be a doctor because he said that was the best way I could provide for myself. Mm. Now, granted, she drives a Range Rover. You know, she has money. But my whole thing is, what's money equal to your own happiness? Yeah. What is it? There's somebody out there with millions of dollars sitting in a mansion crying themselves to sleep every night. Mm-hmm. With no hoes. With no hoes. <laughs> no, no hoes. Got marble floors. Yeah. Nobody to walk on them. Nobody, Nobody to toes. walk on no, them. No Ooh. beautiful woman. Depressing. Just money and crypto. And no sauce. None. It's crazy out here, man. Got creases in your pants. But yeah, sometimes it starts with the parents, the family. Sometimes. That's how I feel. If you have your parents trying to live through you, then yeah, I feel like that's that drives you to things that you don't want to do. But if you have a, a family, if she can't, you know, she's doing everything that she can to provide for you and you're messing up, I feel like those are two different scenarios. Of, I agree. Of why you're acting the way you act. But like you said, there's different reasons why we do the things we do in our um, adolescence. There's a word that I want to, there's two words I want to bring to the table here. It's, it's called intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic mm. motivation. So, for an example, right? Kids know, after, through trial and error, kids know what they did wrong and what they did right. Mm-hmm. They learn it from doing it wrong and doing it right. That's yeah. simple, right? One-on-one. Okay? I mean, that's how kids learn, yeah. That's you know? how kids learn. The kids learn Don't from yes, no. touch the stove because it's hot. You... Touch the stove, now your hand hurts. Guess what? You won't touch it when it's hot again. That's how we all learn. Simple, right? Hands on. Okay. You just explained what I what I was trying to get to, intrinsic motivation, right? Mm-hmm. In a in a more, you know, vulgar way, but we'll get to the real reason. He didn't he touched the stove and he found out why he touched the stove. Yeah. A kid fails a test, they just know they failed. Mm-hmm. They don't know why they failed. As parents, you know, it's the step above, you know, being a provider. That's where a lot of individuals fall short. I'm providing, I'm providing, I'm providing. But your kid doesn't process like that. Mm-hmm. Kids are, you know, bottom up processors. So we, they see things, and half the time, every time they see something as kids, that's the first time they're seeing it. Yeah. Bottom up processing. So they learn from the mistakes they made. You know, adults are top down processors. Adults can understand what they've done through experience. 
So I know that if I drop my cell phone on concrete with no case, it's going to crack. Why? Because I've done it before. If a kid drops his phone and he sees it's cracked, he'll probably cry and have a whole episode because he's never done it before. You know? Kids fail. They probably haven't experienced failure before. As a parent, if you yell at them and you punish them, they're going to they're gonna attribute bad grades to punishment, but not bad grades to learning how to do better. Yeah. They just know that now that I have a bad grade, I know I'm going to get punished. So what do I do? I hide my report card. Mm-hmm. I don't show up to school. Now I'm truant. You know, all of these things, people may be out there saying this is far-fetched. All this stuff happens. So, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you think I'm reaching a bit No. I mean, everybody's theory is different. Just depends on the person. Like I said, high school, you're old enough to make your own decisions at that point. You should not be doing this in high school. No. You should not be doing this in uh, high school. But I do think it's wrong if you get punished for having bad grades. Yeah. I feel like that's completely wrong. Yeah, especially, that's what I'm saying. Uh, people don't put themselves in their kids' shoes. Like, they don't understand the things that they have to go through every day. And as parents, like I said, like 10 times already, they live through their kids. They yes. want their kids to be successful because they can't, they miss that opportunity at life. Right. So they shouldn't be punished. It should be an understanding on why, just like you said, processed on why you made that mistake. Let's fix it. Is school not for you? Okay, let's look at our alternative options. Mm-hmm. That's all. It's catering to your child. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't. So in eighth grade, right, I had a D in algebra, mm-hmm. like pre-algebra. Why did I have a D in algebra? Because I didn't understand fractions. That was the hardest math for me, understanding fractions. Some people looked at fractions like they were completely easy, blew me out the water. That, uh, not understanding fractions, carried me all the way till I got to college mm-hmm. when I had to take stats my senior year of college. I didn't understand fractions all the way to my senior year. Could I have done something different? I just got by, yeah. you know, with barely knowing it in high school because it wasn't that, it wasn't that necessary. And I learned how to pass the test. But once I got to stats and I didn't know fractions, I was screwed. Mm -hmm. I was 100% screwed. And so I had to go every Friday morning at 7 a.m. to go meet with my professor. And she was a great professor, Dr. Sharma. Props to you. She worked at NASA and she quit because she said she didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So she worked at NASA and um, she would sit down every morning and and go over stats with me. Mm And mainly because I didn't understand fractions. I didn't learn fractions until I was 21 years old. But now I know it. Yeah. You know, but maybe if I would have acknowledged that earlier and, you know, got the help and wasn't trying to be too cool about it, I probably would have done way better. Mm-hmm. Understanding what's inside yourself could definitely help. So there's a quote here that talks about, uh, you know, how do parents affect their child's education negatively? So research on the effects of... Um, this is, again, by uh, state stateuniversity.com, education.stateuniversity. Uh, research on the effects of parental involvement has shown a consistent positive relationship between parents' engagement in their children's education and student outcomes. Studies have also shown that potential involvement and association with students' outcomes, such as lower dropout and truancy rates. Yeah. What does that mean? Going forward... Parents that are more involved, 
you know, with their children and they don't say yes or no. They ask the why. If they're more involved, your child does better in school. I agree. Your child does better in school. So just understanding who your child is, because me and Duff were two completely different students. Yeah. 100%. 100%. But I'm not any smarter than him, and he's not any smarter than me. We both are intelligent in our own fields. Mm -hmm. There are some things we come together on, but we learned that in our age. Yeah. Kids don't understand. Kids have to think that there's, they have to be trained. Oh, I have to know a little bit of everything. Why? <laughs> when fields are specialized mm-hmm. in the workforce, they don't care who Christopher Columbus is, unless that's your specialized field. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Columbus University. All right. You know, you know, if, if you're working at, in sales, yeah. th- they don't care about the Pythagorean <laughs> theorem. Statistics. Stats, they don't care about. They it. don't care. You know, if you're a police officer, you don't have to know like who came in on the Mayflower. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like you don't know. You don't need to know if you're what an onomatopoeia is. If you're a gym instructor, my whole thing is because our education system, educational system wants you to know a little bit of everything. Yeah, and it's so backwards because the higher you get up, the more specialized your information is. So maybe we need to look at our educational system and figure out, well, why are you making me go big to small to acute when we can just do a better job at the lower level so, yeah. creating more specialized educational processes? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to take time and money. And it. Why would you not want to invest in your country's future? Capitalism. Capitalism. That's, that's literally everything. Like, people love talking about Jeff Bezos' money. Like, every day on Twitter, I see a tweet that blows up about about Jeff Bezos' money. Like, Jeff Bezos just spent this to go on the moon, but he could have $22 billion to clear, you know, world homelessness. Bro, how about we talk about the educational system? How about we talk about how much money is used, you know, to restructure our educational system? Usually, I'm a big prison reform guy. But I'm starting to see that, you know, that is also very important. But this is not the topic of the episode. The topic of the episode is understanding what is wrong with school. Yeah. Parents play a role in it. Teachers play a role in it. Where is the middle ground? Where is it? No. Podcast and Chill Show. It's Podcast and Chill Show. Episode 168. You know, I talked a lot in this episode, but I mean, personally, I feel like. I had to look it up, get it off your chest. I had to get it off my chest, man. There's a lot of things wrong with our educational system. Personally, I feel like we are, we are light years away of competing, you know, especially when there's schools out there that just pass. You can't just pass and expect somebody to be successful in life. Yeah. You can't. The two don't correlate. Never will. You can't. Learning and utilization is two different things. 100%. So? So, I don't know. Um, I don't know how I feel. 
about you know raising children until our educational system becomes better. Raise them, raise them on your own. Homeschool is an idea. I would be a great, I would be a great educator. You know, that's also something I wanted to go t- towards in my later, later years. You know, be a professor. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily to try to change the world, but to try to give kids the education that I have gotten. Because I was very, very blessed to get quality education from kindergarten essentially throughout my whole life. Yeah. You know, that's why a lot of people say I quote unquote talk funny. I don't talk funny. You know, I've learned how to properly, you know, speak. And that's a, that's a skill that a lot of people aren't even taught. You know? And it's just like I would love to sit down there and reform the education system, but it does not like the same thing you said, it takes a damn village. Mm-hmm. And there are too many village idiots in our educational system for us to even sit at the table. Yeah. Because there's money involved. There's money involved in education. A lot of it. And you know what people don't like people don't like their money to be played with. Nope. It's a podcast and chill show, man. Episode one sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Don't know what the name of this episode is gonna be. But coming to you soon, uh episode three of the Ordinary Antics cartoon. Shout out to Walker. He's our animator. He's been great. Um, you know, the podcast uh content wise outside of the podcast itself is about to have a whole lot of do different cool things. Uh we'll discuss that very soon. Uh hopefully, you know, Grace of God website does come back. Uh working on that. Working on some new cool stuff for you guys. Again, more content. Monthly gifts are coming out by the end of this month. Those three patrons on our Patreon that got selected. Check that. We will see you soon. Um, I am your host for now, tomorrow, and next week, Vanessa Velli. Uh, I'm Duff No Beer. Literally, that's all. It's a podcast and chill show. We out. Uh, Reform and change the educational system is not helping none of the kids, brown or black kids in the black community. That's all.